When I say the word pandemic, what do you think about? Well, we all know what you think about, but I want to submit to you that there is a type of pandemic that surrounds us that is even infecting many of us and we don't even realize it. And many of us will never even want to admit it. A pandemic of hypocrisy. I want to tell you that this virus of hypocrisy is one without denominational boundaries, without racial boundaries, without religious boundaries, without professional boundaries, without gender boundaries, without any boundary. I want to submit to you that when we listen to to a sermon, a preacher, or we listen to uh, uh, the news, or we listen to any kind of source of speaking, and we're listening to a criticism of someone or something or 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 what. Whatever, our first reaction is so often to go and say, yeah, it's this or that person. That's what it makes me think of, right? Oh, yes, it's it's the charismatics. Oh, yes, it's the the the, the Baptist or it's the, you know, it's the Catholics or, or it's this is this group is that group. It's this political president or group or that political president or group. It's there's always someone to point the finger at except ourselves. You see, I want to submit to you that the root of hypocrisy is the inability to do introspection. But see, brother, sister, today, I'm not talking about those people. I'm not talking about your enemies or or those who don't like you or those who you don't like. Today, I'm talking about nobody but you. You see, I want to submit to you that so often we use all of the words that we hear as ammunition towards those we don't like, while it is often actually meant as ammunition to pierce our own hearts. Sometimes it's you that needs a piercing and sometimes it's because you need a piercing in your heart that you're always so eager to point the finger at others. It's called projection. But see, when we think about a piercing of hearts, you know what it makes me think of is Acts chapter 2. Because as the spirit is poured out upon the people there, we see something happen. It says that they were pierced to the heart. And we read in verse 23, and Peter stood up speaking, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. Verse 37, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest, brothers, what shall we do? Notice how when they heard about this accusation that they crucified the Messiah, they don't say, well, actually, Peter, technically, Technically, it was the Romans, you know, and, and that would maybe even technically be correct for some of them. But they realized that they were all guilty, that they were all responsible, that they had, no one has clean hands. And they're, they're, they don't dare point the finger because they're pierced in their own hearts. They allowed the words of the Lord to conflict with what they have been doing. And they had hearts of repentance. These are people who actually were pleasing to the Lord because they were willing to be corrected. They were not like the hypocrites that came against Jesus. These were men who say, Jesus, Yeshua, we are sorry that we have done this against you. 
You know, when we think about many of the groups and denominations today, you know, we, we think about the Baptists who, who say, well, we are good because we have the sanctifying of the word of God. Or we have the charismatics who says, well, God is with us because we see miracles. Or, or we have the Seventh Adventists who say, well, God is with us because, well, we keep the Sabbath. Or we have the Hebrew roots who say, well, God is with us because we keep the feasts. But notice when Israel a group much like the others came and thought this to themselves. God comes to them and he says in Deuteronomy 9, 4, do not say in your heart after the Lord your God has thrust them out before you. It is because of my righteousness that the Lord has brought me in to possess this land, whereas it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out before you, that he may confirm his word. That the Lord swore to your fathers, Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. See, they had to realize that it wasn't because of what they have done. That they, they weren't special and of themselves. But it was the mercies of God and the promises of God over their lives that, that merited them the protections, the revelations, and the special treatments, if you will, that God had for them. And so in the same way, we must be careful not to think of ourselves. If we are blessed, if we are, if God has treated us well, we ought not to be like, yeah, that's because I'm such a good guy. Yeah, that's because I'm doing this or that right. I have this one thing right. I want to submit to you that Satan is after comforting you to making you feel like, yeah, it's because of your holiness. It's because you're so special and of yourself that you have received all of these things. Because what does it do? It means that you trust on your holiness. It means that you're, you're dependent upon yourself. Well, the reality is, is that you would have nothing, no standing at all with God. You would not even be able to breathe before him if it wasn't for what he did. Not because of what you have done. And in light of all of this, how can I be a hypocrite? And in light of all of this, how can I be one to point the finger? How can I be one to, to try and use, use words that, that are spoken as ammunition to others before pointing that at my own heart first? So instead of the enemy who comes and says, well, you have this one thing right, you must be holy. The Holy Spirit comes with a sword. And he pierces our hearts like it happened in Acts 2. He convicts us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. See, brothers and sisters, this is such a big deal. And the reason I'm bringing all of this up is because this has plagued religious people for thousands of years. We see it in the time of Yeshua when Jesus confronts the Pharisees. We see it before then in the time of Moses. We see it before then. And today we are suffering in these things too. And we have to look and be aware of the schemes of the enemy so that we can turn around where we are heading. Because as believers, believers are heading down a path in this world where we are once again now becoming known for being hypocrites. In the, in, in the Western world, this is becoming a norm and it turns away people instead of the early church, which brought in multitudes into the kingdom and overthrew cities with the gospel. Now we are turning away cities from the gospel 
because we have failed to imitate our Messiah and being authentic to walking out what we believe, judging our own hearts first before judging others and making sure that the purity and standards of God are upheld in our lives. So I don't know about you, but I want to become a person who's like, Lord, you're welcome to open me up and show me my mess and help me to identify it, help me to turn from it. Help me to change. I invite you this week to go and ask the Father, Lord, show me what there is in my life that I need to change. I'm not here, Lord, right now to hear about what's wrong with other people. Lord, I'm not here right now because I'm concerned with what my enemies are doing. Lord, I'm not here right now because I'm concerned with what this or that denomination that I don't like or theology I don't like and what they're busy with. Lord, I am here for you to judge me right now because either you judge me right now today or you're going to judge me one day when I stand face to face with you and then it's too late. Where will you allow him in? When will you allow him in? Open your heart and be changed forever. Father, I pray for everyone who's listening to this right now. Lord, I pray that you would come with your spirit and pierce the hearts of men and women, Lord, with the truth, Lord, and with with conviction, Lord. I pray that you would expose our own sins to us, Lord, and we can repent from them. Father, I pray you would convict us so heavily that we won't be able to sleep. We won't be able to eat. We won't be able to do anything until we have turned from the sins, Lord, that's right in front of us that we, we have been blinded to. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be a witness to this world. We pray all this in the name of Yeshua. If this message has blessed you, consider subscribing and liking this video. And I want to say a special thank you to our partners who have made this teaching possible. I love you guys and I thank you so very much.